foundation to last throughout the year. So, so bring your good times. Hey, good morning, everybody. We've always had the deal that we, that I wouldn't preach and you wouldn't sing. So is that why you're doing that today? Yeah, could you I'm preach? Up here with it's so, a, anyway, anyway, hey, if this is your first time here today, my name is Craig, and this is my wife, Patty, and we get to pastor this amazing, amazing church, and uh, before we ever even get rolling, we got a whole bunch of people, there's hundreds of people that tune in, tune in every single week online, will you guys do me a favor, put your hands together and help me welcome everybody on YouTube, Facebook, Church Online platform, hey, we love you guys. And uh, you missed out on the stress balls. Just saying. I guarantee there's not a lot of churches that threw stress balls today. I'm just, I, you, are we having fun? Nope. Hey, this is our 15 year birthday anniversary. I don't, whatever you want to, let's put them together. Let's put them together. Let's create a new word. Happy birthiversary. <laughs> yeah. Come on, I've really? said you're gonna make up a word. Yeah, I've said worse things than that, yeah, haven't that's I? True. Birthiversary, and so we're gonna have things all all month long. We're gonna celebrate. And one thing about South Point that we've tried to do um, for since the beginning is to be a different kind of church where the community loves us, and where if the church, I've said this for years, I want to be the kind of church that if for some reason we imploded, you know, and just disappeared that the community would rise up and say, hey, where's that church? Where's the serving church, the loving church, the graceful church, the kind church? Where's, where's that church? And so one of the things that we're going to do this month is we're going to give back to the community um, financially the best way that we can. And so we're going to be highlighting a different ministries organization every single week. And so today, um, Stacy Dodd, why don't you come on up here? Stacy Dodd runs the Hope Center. And so we want Among him to come other things, he does lots of things. Stacy, tell us, tell us, in 60 seconds or less, tell us uh, about the Hope Center. What's going on? So uh, we mentor at-risk youth in DeSoto County at various locations. Uh, we are Memphis Grizzlies affiliate with their mentorship program, so we follow their program. And uh, we meet in, usually on Saturdays, and uh, we just, the kids come out, we eat, we pray, we play, and we just love on them and give them a safe place to go. Which is absolutely awesome. And so if... Another thing you guys said you need are volunteers. They need people who have your life slightly together, really just slightly together. And let's be honest, most of you took a shower today, you're off to a good start, right? Um, but they need volunteers, they need mentors, they need people to step up and help these underprivileged kids, these at-risk youth, just to make a difference in their life. And so if you want to be one of those, if you want even more information, this is what he looks like. He's going to be out there in the lobby at the, the center, welcome center thing there. So just go up to him. Stacy's a super nice guy, super easy to talk to. Just go up to him and say, hey, I kind of got my life together. I want to volunteer. That's all you got to do. Um, but the real reason you're here is we wanted to present the Hope Center with a check for $5,000 to just say thank you for all that you do for the community. Thank you, I love you, man. Love you too. Irrational generosity. Irrational generosity. On behalf of the Hope Center team, thank you, South Point, and thank you. Thank you. All right. Woohoo! So, we're talking about our birth anniversary. Is that what it is? Birth anniversary. No, you got to say it like that. Birth anniversary. Birth anniversary. I'm not sure I can do that. But anyway, 
I'm not near as animated as you are. But anyway, we started in 2006, we moved here and we started putting a team together. And then January 21st of 2007, we had our first service at the Malco Movie Theater. We were known as the Movie Theater Church, which we think is kind of funny now because we currently live in a movie theater as well. We're still the Movie Theater Church. Still here. But we, um, <clears throat> we did church in the Malco for a long time. Then we moved to, the, to, to South Haven High School. And, and over the years, we've had lots of things that people have said about South Point Church. You know, there's, there's been people that, that love South Point Church. It, it, Craig, Craig said this earlier. There's not a whole lot of middle-of-the-road people. You either really like this church or you really don't like this <laughs> church. So I'm going to tell you one quick story. The, first, the very first Sunday um, uh, in that movie theater at January 21st, when we were doing worship. I was actually leading worship because I did that back in the day. Um, and I was standing up, and we were about 15 seconds, no kidding, y'all, 15 seconds into the first song, and this lady goes bolting out the door, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, something's wrong. She's, she's had some kind of emergency. She got sick, or, or she got a, a phone call that was, you know, something terrible has happened. So as soon as church was over, I made a beeline for the usher, and I was like, what happened with the lady that came running out? Was she okay? Did she have some kind of emergency? And he just laughed. He was like, no, she didn't have an emergency. And I said, well, why'd she go rolling out of there so quick? And he said, she came running out of there saying, I don't know what that was, but that is not church. <laughs> <laughs> so not everybody has always loved South Point. Not everybody has always thought this is a great way to do church. We kind of like it. and Otherwise, you wouldn't be here if you didn't kind of like it. But we've had a lot of things that have been said about us. We've had a lot of words that described us. We've had loving and kind and generous, like we give away, we have a rational generosity, we're generous. We've also been, been called a cult. We've been called controlling. We've been called micromanaging. We've been called entertainment church. Um, we've been called shallow. We've, it's been said that we're hateful. I don't know exactly where that one would come from. But there's also, we've also been called a refuge. And we've been called a home for a lot of people. And we've been called family. Mm -hmm. And there's so many more other words that have been used to describe us. But I'll have to say, there's one thing, like I said earlier, there's one thing that I don't think anybody has ever said about South Point, And that is, oh, yeah, that's a church just like so-and-so church. Because there's not... There's not another South Point. There's not another. If uh, We've had people move away, and they're like, we just can't find another South Point. You're right. There's not another one. We're not. We, we specifically designed it that way. When we first moved here, one of the things that we did with our launch team was <clears throat> we asked them on Sunday mornings, we want you all to go to the churches in the area. We want you to go find out what they're doing, what they're doing well, what they're not doing well, what, the, what they might need help with, what they might need encouragement in. But specifically, we wanted to make sure that whatever somebody, another church was doing well, we didn't have to do that. We had a saying at the beginning, and it was that we don't do tacos. We're a burger place, and we don't sell tacos. Red meat. So, yeah. So we don't do tacos because there are specific things that God told us to do when we moved here, and we've been about those things. But we, we learned in that process that Longview Point has an awesome special needs kids ministry, and we've actually used it ourselves. We've learned that there are other churches who do great vacation Bible schools. That's why we don't do one, because they're doing it, and they're doing an awesome work, and we're just going to encourage you to go be a part of that. What God has called us to do, we're going to do those things, and what everybody else is doing, we're going to let them do that as well. Because we have certain values. We're different. 
right? Because everybody recognizes, we're, we're just, we have certain values, and really every single church and organization has values. Now, a lot of times the church or the organization will write them down, but how many know sometimes just because a value is written down, it's not actually a value of the house, right? right? And so we do have values written down. There's two of them on stage right now. Um, our buddy in resident artist, uh, Ricky Neal, made these, and we're going to put them up in the lobby when, when we're done this month. Um, but we have these different values, right? And he, here's the deal. The values just explain the culture. Okay, so fill in the blank. It's in your notes, um, and you need to fill in the blank. This is important stuff. Culture produces actions, right? Just the culture, the environment dictates how you act. You just act a certain way to fit the culture, right? Yes. Right? Culture produces actions. Actions actually reveal the values. Like how you act reveals what you value. Yep. Come on, somebody. Yep. The way you treat your wife tells whether you value her or not. Yep. Mm. That'll oh, preach. That'll preach all day long, especially when my wife is on stage. I'll be good. Okay, <laughs> actions reveal values. Values define the culture. And so we have nine values here at South Point. We're going to go over these next, this month. Um, I think it's great. Here's the first one. You can fill in the blank. I see you all with your notes. And so why you got your pen in your hand? Here's the first one. And it's right there. We always bring our best. When you show up on Sunday morning, when you show up anywhere, actually, if you're a Southborn, bring your best. Yep. Like, like, what you got? What you got? Like, the donut table out there. Let me just say, come on, how many love Krispy Kreme donuts? Krispy Kreme donuts. In case you didn't know, the, the Bible talks about the marriage supper of the Lamb, and the people have asked me, what's at the marriage supper of the Lamb? I can tell you, Krispy Kreme donuts and coffee. That's what's at the marriage supper of the Lamb. Come on, anybody? Anyway. The, the donut table was not just thrown up as a last thought. It was put together. It was thought about. It was that she, Mel, are in charge of hospitality. She brought her best. Yep. But here's the deal. Your best, don't ever confuse your best with perfection. Okay? Excellence is not perfection. Yeah, and this is one that I really had to work on because I don't know, I don't know how many of y'all know this about me, but I'm a perfectionist. I like things to be just certain, just certain ways. In fact, they used to make fun of me when we were in the Malco movie theater. I would go around, all the pipe and drape would get put up, and then I would go around and I would make sure all the pleats were even on but all they, of the They pipe still and, make fun of you. I know, they still make fun stuff. of me for doing things like that. But <laughs> I wanted things to, so perfection is just something that's in me, but I had to learn that excellence is not perfection. You can't have perfection when there are humans involved. Mm -hmm. You can't have perfection except from anything but God. So when we're involved, there's going to be excellence, but it's not necessarily perfection. Here's the definition of excellence, and you can write this down. Excellence is doing the best that you can with the resources that you have at your disposal. Doing the best that you can with the resources that you have at hand. So let me explain this because it works at your job, in your family, everywhere. So um, when we first started doing church, we were, we were doing setup, temporary church, you know, portable. You truck it in, in in these giant trailers and set it up. And, and so we were setting up before one service. We were at the Malco Movie Theater. And uh, one, we had these two lighting tripod things on each side. And we put lights up top. Got it? That's how we lit the stage. Because it was dark in there. Because it was dark in there. Yeah. And so I'm setting it up, and I realized one of the bolts had come out of the leg of one of these lighting things, one of these tripods. And the guy that was helping me, I told him, I said, hey, bro, um, go to my truck and get a nut and bolt and fix this, and then we'll be good. He was like, okay. However, um, instead of using, instead of excellence, instead of using the resources that were at his disposal, he used the resources that were at hand. 
there's, there's a difference. A difference. Yep. It, it's, it's easy. Have you ever done something that's just like, that's good enough? That's just easy. He, he looked around and he, was, he saw a roll of duct tape. Must have been from Arkansas, right? He saw a roll of duct tape. And, come on, Mississippians. We got to make fun of somebody. <laughs> We're really low on the list, right? So you got to find somebody. Arkansas makes fun of Louisiana. It just works. Okay. Um, but he, he used duct tape on the tripod thinking that's good enough. And it was good enough for worship and some of my speaking until the duct tape decided to go, Right, And the whole lighting rig fell over, fell into the congregation. Thankfully, one of the band guys was sitting there, and he just grabbed it, and he's like, I got you, Pastor. I was like, thank you, you just saved us a lawsuit, killing people. It, just, it wasn't done with excellence. But then the other side is, sometimes, have you ever done something with excellence? Like, you gave it your best, but then, like, Murphy's Law gets involved. You ever heard of Murphy? He goes to church here, by the way, right? <laughs> Murphy's Law. And, and so one year, at, uh, we were in the high school, and it was a birth of, birth of, birth of birth anniversary. It's my word. I can't even remember it. It, it was our birth anniversary, and we decided, okay, we're going to take some money. And, you know, we, didn't had, we had zero money at that time. And we splurged, and we bought Krispy Kreme donuts for everybody in the church, right? Everybody so, in the church was about 125 at that yeah, point. On a good day. <laughs> anyway, um, so it was going to be this big reveal, right? Big reveal. And so we set up a table on each side of the, the room. And, uh, you know, we did it with excellence. Set the donut boxes up all right. Did the nap, did the swirl with the napkins. You guys ever done that? You know, just make, nobody knows what I'm talking about. Like, like those of you that are, you're just confessing. Yeah, I've been to a bar before, right? So they, they swirl the napkin. It just looks good. Just looks good. It looked great. Excellence, man. And then we covered it with a tablecloth just so, you know, to keep it covered so that it would be, it'd be all good and we would do the reveal. Well, after sound check, one of the band guys steals a donut and he comes up to me and he's eating this donut. He's got the donut in his hand and he's eating it. And he's like, hey, I stole a donut. I said, dude, why didn't you wait? He goes, well, I got a question for you. He said, I know you do crazy sermon illustrations now and then. Um, so I'm just going to ask are the boxes supposed to be full of cockroaches? No kidding. What happened was, we set all that up. The tablecloths, we stored them in a storage room at South Haven High School, which was infested with cockroaches. And so when we pulled out the tablecloth and covered the donuts, they were all like, it's dinner time. <laughs> And so we did not give away Krispy Kreme donuts that day. Murphy's Law came in contact. So, but don't forget, the band guy's still eating the donuts, right? <laughs> Covered in cockroach stuff. Oh, ha. But excellence, you know, we do everything with excellence. And here's, here's the problem. I almost want to stand up for this. I think I will. Here's the problem. Because it, it, I think Christianity, Christians, have gotten, gotten okay with being assigned certain words that should never be associated with a Christian. Right. And one of those is a lack of excellence. Why is it? It's almost, like, it's almost like if we're doing something for Jesus or we're doing something for the church, we get a mindset of it's good enough. Well, that's good enough. No, good enough. I mean, think about the tabernacle that God designed in the Bible, okay? You talk about detail-oriented, and it was beautiful and amazing. And then you look at the tabernacle that Solomon built, and the, he had these pillars in the tabernacle that were, I think, you can, quote, you can look it up later. It's like over 30 feet. I forget how tall they were. And on the top of the pillars, he did these pomegranate things, all these detailed pomegranates and explains it all and all this stuff. Now, who's going to see a little pomegranate on the top of a 30-foot pillar? Nobody but God. 
But let me tell you something. The things that nobody else sees, the excellence that nobody else sees, God sees every single time. Every single time. Look, in fact, look at this verse, Colossians 3.23. Put your heart and soul into what kind of activity? Everything. Put your heart and soul into every single activity you do as though you're doing it for the Lord himself and not merely for others. I mean, think about this. Picking up trash or trimming your bushes at home or anything like that. What if that was the house that Jesus Christ lives in? How would you treat it? How would you do it? Somebody, I mean, think about that. Every single activity. Every single activity. And, uh, yeah, I lost my place. Sorry. <laughs> every single activity you do. Every single activity. But here, here's the problem. It, doesn't it bother you? It bothers me. It really bothers me. This is my soapbox. This is my sex. That's why I got sidetracked. I'm like, this is my soapbox. And maybe that was the Holy Spirit telling me I shouldn't say this, but I'm going to say it anyway. Um, it bothers me when somebody is a loud, proud follower of Jesus Christ. I'm a Christian. I follow Jesus. I go to church. I'm all of these things. But you have a horrible work ethic. You're lazy. You don't curate your relationships like you should because people are important. You don't live your life with excellence. Like some people say they're a Christian, but they don't even tip their server at restaurants. Yeah, we actually have a lady who works, who goes to church here and works at a restaurant. We went there one Sunday, and she was like, I'm so glad I get to go to church because we have two services, and then I can come to work. And we're like, oh, yeah, that's great. You get to serve all the church people that are coming in. They're always so happy because they've been to church, and they come. And she said, oh, no. She said, church people are the worst. She said, they're the meanest. They complain the most, and they are the worst tippers. Let me just tell you this. Go on, Mama. Mama Patty's going to just say this. If you can't afford to tip your server, eat at home. Because that server is doing everything they can to put food on their table. And the tips that you give them, I mean, think about what they're actually making if they don't make tips. The tips that you're giving them are, are either going to put food in their children's mouths or not. And the fact that they might know that you go to South Point matters to all of us. Yeah. So if so. you're going to do that, if you're going to go out and not tip, um, at least leave the business card of another church. Okay, don't, don't leave this one. Don't leave this one. Don't do that. Excellence takes work, though, y'all. It's not easy. It's not, it's not automatic. It's not something that just automatically happens. I want you guys to write these three things down. Excellence takes these three things. The first one is it takes effort. It takes effort to have excellence. You have to go above and beyond sometimes. It takes effort to put more into it than, than just enough to get by. Number two, it takes discipline. Yeah. Like I said, if you can't afford to tip somebody, stay home and eat. That's discipline. Because it, it takes discipline to say, you know what, I can't do the best that I can, so I'm going to do this instead. I'm going to do the best with what I have. That takes discipline. The third thing is it takes humility. It takes humility to say, you know what, that may not be my job. How many of you have ever worked, you don't have to raise your hand, how many of you have ever worked with somebody that says constantly, that's not my job? I hate that. I cannot stand when somebody says, that's not my job. Well, if I'm your boss, it's not going to be your job for long <laughs> because I, I expect you to, I, I am that we are in charge here when well, this is our church, but it is nothing for me to walk across the parking lot or to walk across the lobby and pick up garbage. That is not beneath me. Well, it is beneath kind you of beneath me because yep. it's on the floor, but it's not beneath me to bend over and pick up some garbage. 
or to clean out a garbage can or to, or to wipe down a counter when I come across one that's got water on it because I want excellence and it is not beneath me and it's not beneath you to be able to do whatever you can with the resources that you have. Yep, yep, yep. All right. There's, Go ahead. Oh, okay. There's a, there's one of the things that we have is we have these, these, these flower beds at front. Has everybody ever noticed the flower beds and how awesome they look? Yeah, aren't they awesome? They're beautiful. When we first moved in this building, it was really bad out there. And we were like, you know what? It looks like nobody lives here. It looks like the building is abandoned from the outside. So we talked with one of our gentlemen, and, and he does a really great job. And Kurt Young is the one who does that. He's sitting here on the front row. And we really appreciate everything that he does. Yes. We're going to give Kurt a shout out this morning for taking care of those flower beds and making it look like somebody lives here and somebody cares because he does care. He works out there almost every Saturday after prayer. He stays after everybody goes home and he pulls out the things that are dead and he pulls out the weeds and he plants new things. Well, then we had another guy come up to us and just a few weeks ago that said, you know what, Pastor? I've noticed that there's some trees that need to be, that need to be cut back and need to be groomed a little bit. Do you mind if I do that? And we're like, absolutely not. And Jimmy, who we actually saw yesterday, he's sitting right over here. We saw him yesterday. He was not only taking care of the front, he helps Kurt with the front out here, but he was taking care of this side of the building that very many, not very many people see. But it mattered to him that his church looked like their, their shrubs yep. were overgrown and their trees weren't taken care of. So he got out there. He had the resources, and he made it happen because he loves his church, and he wants to have excellence in everything that yep. we do. Yep, yep, yep. We thank you guys so much for everything that you do. All of our volunteers, the, the passage in Colossians that we read, it said, put your heart and soul into everything that you do as if you were doing it for Christ. And one of our values is excellence, and we always bring our best. When you come together, can you imagine if we came in here and Katie just stood up one, one, one week and was just like, y'all, I'm sorry, you know, we didn't have time to practice. This is probably not going to be very good, but it's the best we've got. That's not going to happen. Because she has a sense of excellence. She has a level of excellence that she lives up to. Our children's workers read their, read their, their, their um, Lesson? lessons, that's the word, <laughs> their lesson plans before they get here because they want to make sure that they're ready and they give our children excellence. Yeah. That's just something that just, it just flows all the way down from the head to the foot of everything that we do. And you need, you need, it's not just church things. Not only when you go tipping, but also in your job. Have excellence in your job. Let people recognize that you are a follower of Christ. Yep. When you say that you're a Christian, it literally has the word Christ in that name. <laughs> so you are doing things as you're doing them for Christ at your job. In your marriage, have excellence in your marriage. Be the absolute best husband or wife that you can possibly be with the resources that you have. Be the best parent that you can. Give all that you have. Give your excellence to your parenting and give your excellence in your community because there are people out there who know you go to South Point. And that not only that, but they know that you're a Christian and you want to represent Christ well. Yeah. Okay, so that's that one. Guess what the second one is? You're right, fill in the blank. We find significance <laughs> through relationships. Now, I know that the, the key word in that is relationships. Well, how do I know that? Because it's in all capital letters. See what we did there? Um, but look at this word significance. I think this is really important. Significance, the definition is in your notes. It's the quality of being worthy of attention, importance. The quality, I really want you to listen to this. The quality of being worthy of attention. I think this is what every single human being wants and needs on the planet. Yeah. You are important. Just like we stopped the service a minute ago and just 
talked a little bit, gave a, that's called a prophetic word, by the way, gave a little prophetic word about, hey, somebody here is hurting. You're that important. Yep. Even if you're not the one hurting, you're still important. You have value. And see, we were created as humans in the Garden of Eden. Remember that? It was in the Bible. It was way back in the day. And you look at that. Humans were created in the Garden of Eden, and there they had security. They had, they had stability. They had, they had um, purpose, and they had a primal relationship with God the Father. And then sin entered into perfection and unveiled our unworthiness. Sin entered into perfection and unveiled our unworthiness and broke that primal relationship with God the Father. And it's not until Jesus Christ and his grace comes along and his forgiveness that we're able to have that relationship restored. This is, one, this is the primary reason South Point even exists, is because of this, to lead people to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. We ran the numbers, we looked at how many people had made a decision for Christ since 2007 to the end of um, 2021 in January. In those 15 years, South Point has seen and thankfully been a part of 5,366 people making decisions for Christ. That's awesome. Oh, come on. You got, I mean, that's like, that's the whole reason we're sitting in this room. That is spectacular. I did have to use a calculator because this was more numbers than I could do in my head, but that's almost one person every single day since South Point started. That's awesome. That's so stinking awesome. That is awesome, awesome, awesome. The whole reason we're here, look at this, Romans 10, 14. But how can people call on him for help if they've not yet believed? And how can they believe in one they've not yet heard of? And how can they hear the message of life if there is no one there to proclaim it? And I read that verse 17, 18 years ago, and I said, I'll go I'll go. We're going to this area because we want to proclaim the gospel. We want to bring back hopeless people and give them hope. And I think specifically in this area, because people always ask, why'd you move to the Bible Belt to start a church? Huh? <laughs> I don't know who talks like that really, but <laughs> why? Why? And it's because of this. I think there's two kinds of hopeless people here in this area. And it's those people that have never heard of Jesus Christ and the gospel. Yes, they live here. In fact, a person that goes here, some of you might know him. His name is Flea. And no, that's not what his mom named him. That's his nickname, but he's a tattoo artist. And they're not here today. They're on vacation. They're out of town. Anyway, so I'm going to talk about him while he's not here, unless he's watching. Hey. Anyway, um, he came here and he told me he, was, he used to be an atheist living right here in DeSoto County. Somebody doesn't believe in God, doesn't know the saving. Could you imagine how hopeless you are if you don't know that Jesus Christ did all of this for you? Yeah. And Flea came here reluctantly and, and met this man named Jesus. And it's transformed his life. And he told me the other day, he said, man, when we're doing water baptism next, I'm in. I'm in. And that's just so exciting. There's people that don't know about Jesus. And then the second kind of hopeless people that are around here, oh, there's a lot of these people around here, they actually have been taught and think that how they have to get their life right and how they act and behave determines whether God loves them or not. They have to do a certain... Listen, you have never been good enough to keep it all together. Nope. You never will be good enough to keep it all together. But there's this man named Jesus Christ that actually wants to carry your burden for you and forgive you of your sins. And it, Let me blow your mind. You ready for this? Believe it or not, God's love for you is not based on how often you read the Bible. God's love for you is not based on how successful you were fasting last week. 
God loves you because you are so significant that he thought of you first and sent his son to save you and care for you. And that is the whole reason we do church right here. That's, that's the reason why when we do that song, Send Me, I can't, I can't do that song. I can't sing that song without just bawling my eyes out. Because that scripture caused us to come here. And we had to say, okay, Lord, you're sending us somewhere that we don't know anybody. We, don't, we didn't know a single person when we started to move here. But he sent us here because there were people here, and those people are you, that we knew that you wouldn't go to church just anywhere. You needed a church that you would attend, that you would enjoy, that you could be a part of, and that no, nobody else in the area was doing one like it. So he sent us here to do that. And it's, it's amazing. That scripture just... Completely rocked our world. And the Jesus relationship is the first relationship. You know people right now that have a group of friends, but they still are missing something, right? They just, they just feel like something's missing. There's a, um, you can have friends and not Jesus and still not have significance. Right. There's a couple here, John and Sherry, they're in the house. And uh, you'll know John, he's a little bit older. He's got a beard down like ZZ Top. Anybody know ZZ Top? Anywho, um, they're here, and they used to, they had friends at a bar. They went to this bar all the time, and they were just regulars there. And then Brandon, which is Katie's, our worship leader, her husband, he played in a band there and, and, did, and ran sound or whatever. Anyway, he met them, got to know them, became friends with them, befriended them, and kept inviting them to church. Inviting, and they're like, no, no, we good, we good, we good. We, we don't we good, do church. We good, we don't do church. We good, we good, we good. Mm-hmm. And then they finally came, again, reluctantly. I think Jesus loves the reluctant comers just as much as the excited comers, right? And so um, he, they came, they gave their heart to the Lord, and you can talk to them in the lobby. They got water baptized a, few, uh, a couple of years ago, and you can talk to them now, and they'll say, I never knew, I never knew significance and how important I really am and how awesome this is until I came to South Point. And I'm just telling you something. If you don't know Jesus Christ, I want to introduce you today. You need to meet him, and he will change your life. All right, we got to hurry. Okay, those friendships are really important. But also, that is also another area that the enemy is going to you could use to actually keep you from being able to be in a relationship and be in those kinds of things. Um, I'm going to give you a, um, a huge complaint about church is I tried to fit in, but there were too many clicks. I couldn't get in with the yep. right group. I couldn't get in with the right crowd. The right crowd. Here's, here's the definition of a click, and I want to show, I'm going to read it to you. This is out of the, the, the dictionary. A small group of people, that's us, with shared interest of, of other features in common, we have things in common, who spend time together, we're doing that this morning. And then here's the last part. And do not allow others to join them. A click is actually a biblical thing up until you get to that last line. Up until you get to that last sentence, the disciples and the people who followed Jesus in the New Testament church was actually a click. They were people who had common interests, who spent time together. But what they didn't do was not allow people in. What they didn't do was not allow people to come into their, come into their group and be a, be a part of their group. And that's the rub. Actually, six, Acts, Acts 6 1, you can read that. It's in your notes because we're out of time. We're going to not read that one. But it's, it's how this church was originally designed was to have small groups because you're naturally going to do that. You're going to gravitate towards people that you like and that you have common interests with and that you spend time with. That's natural. 
What is not natural and what we don't want to happen is for others to not feel like they can be a part of that. But people can come in here. We have people do it all the time. They come in at the last minute, they sit down, they sit through church, and then they go out again. And they never actually tie that they never actually get tied in. They never get to be a part of a group. They never join a team. And they say, I didn't find my significance there. You're right. And that's fine. If that's what you're looking for, that's cool. But if you need significance, if you need that significance in your life, that's only going to come to you through relationships. It just keeps getting darker, it's getting darker and darker. And darker. <laughs> when I said we were out of time, I didn't really expect them to turn the lights <laughs> turn off. Turn the lights I mean, off. Like, you don't wow. have to go home, but you can't stay here. Is that what they're trying to say? <laughs> Listen, being at South Point, you're not going to agree with everybody. Um, the difference between a cult and a community a cult, diversity is not allowed, but I don't think you can have community without diversity. You have to have it. And so even the disciples didn't agree on political views. I've been through those before, all the different disciples, they all had different political views, they all had different things like that, but listen, they all had one thing in common, they were following this man named Jesus. And so the longer you stay here, you will run into somebody that you disagree with. That's okay. Take a deep breath and grow up and keep following Jesus. Just keep following Jesus. We have four pillars at the church that we take a bullet for. These are things that are just vitally important to us, and these are things that we do say we agree on these things. They're in your notes. You, if you've been around for a minute, you've heard these before. We believe that the Bible is the Word of God. Hey, we follow the Bible. We read the Bible. We study the Bible. This is where we take our teaching from. This is how we mold our lives. Jesus Christ is the Son of God. That means he's not just a prophet. Is he a prophet? Yeah. But he's not just a prophet. Even Islam will tell you that Jesus was a prophet. But where, you, where it divides the road is Jesus is the Son of God. He is the only Son of God. And you must be born again. Number three, you've you got to be born again. How do I get into heaven? You must be born again. You can read John chapter 3 and get that. And then the fourth one, believers can be spirit-filled and spirit-led. Yes, we believe in the Holy Spirit. And I'm going to tell you something, you probably have different beliefs about the Holy Spirit than I do, and that is okay. The deal is, we believe in the Holy Spirit. He's the third person of the Trinity. He's not spooky, kooky, or weird. He's amazing and awesome, and I couldn't imagine going through life without him. So I want to pray for you as we close our time together today. And I want... I really feel like there's people here that you've, you've never really had a relationship with Jesus. You've gone to church, you thought it was following rules or just things, it just, I had to do this, this, and this, and really that's all about you. That's not about Jesus. Forgiveness is free. He did it for us. And I want to pray with you, just right where you are. Will you guys bow your heads and close your eyes with me for a minute? Heavenly Father, Lord, I love you. I just thank you so much. Oh, you're so beautiful. And Lord, right now, those people in this room, these, those people watching online, and they feel that little, that little quickening of their heart, that little quickening of their spirit, that they know you're speaking to them, Holy Spirit. They know that they don't have a real relationship with you. Jesus, I just ask that you fill them full this morning. Romans 10, verses 9 and 10 says that if you just believe in your heart that Jesus Christ died on the cross and came back to life, and you confess with your mouth that you are a follower of him, that you will be saved. And so, Father, by their belief and their confession, I just ask that you save them. Set them free from those things that have them hooked, those bondages, those addictions. Set them free. Let them find true life, forgiveness, and freedom 
in you. We love you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you guys so much for hanging out with us. Um, I hope you had a good time. On your way out, don't forget. Well, stand with me. I'll keep talking. On your way out, don't forget to sign the board. I think that's really... and and. She said something in my ear, and when your wife speaks in your ear, let me tell you something, it just gets you all off track. Okay, um, it wasn't that. Come on, everybody. Um, Sign the board where you you joined South Point or where you started coming to South Point. I think that's important. We just want to be a part of the journey. And then on your way out, another gift for you is we have these signs out there. If you want to put one in your yard um, or in another church parking lot, that's cool too, whatever. (laughs) I'm kidding. I did that in planting phase, but now it's like, no, don't do that, don't do that. But no, these are just for your yard. If you just want to brag a little bit that you, you're a part of South Point, that's great. Let's just tell everybody that South Point is a pretty cool place, isn't it? Are you glad you're here today? Yeah. All right, there's people down front that would love to pray with you and connect with you if you need prayer for anything. But let me pray the benediction. We'll go out there and eat whatever donuts are there and whatever stress balls are left or whatever. Please take them, otherwise the kids will just throw them all at me. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, right now, Lord, we just ask that the words of our mouth, the meditations in our heart, that they'll be acceptable in your sight. You're our Lord, our strength, and our Redeemer. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, I love you all very much.